The audio fun bag is brought to you by your business name right here. Seriously, it could all be yours. And now, we kick it. Start off talking about Jesus the Bible. Did they teach that song in uh, in your church? No, we actually had um, the slow version. Jesus loves me, this I know. Yeah, that's more along the lines of how ours was. We didn't get the hip-hop version like you did. Yeah, it's like the megachurch, though. Yeah, like where suddenly there's a mixture of of Jesus and Pitbull. So you have like the... Hey, Jesus here, about to get down. Jesus here, about to get down. Turn up the party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you got to yell a whole lot. Now come Jesus! get you some Jesus. Let's start the party. If I Jesus! Can't, if I can't find my dip, I'm not doing this, by the way. Do you like looking at me when we do this? It's different than what we used to do. I know. It's like Losen Hoyt, a.k.a. Pitbull Jesus. Are I think back? that's what we're going to go with, okay. right? Okay, I can do that. Actually, it's the audio fun bag with Hoyt and Los is actually what we're getting to go with. And so as we start tonight's podcast which we're going to be doing on a weekly basis. Uh, You're going to see a big launch for this thing because I guess I want to pull the curtain back before we get into a little bit of Georgia and LSU talk. Yeah, might as well. So probably about a month and a half ago, maybe two months ago, management came to us and said, we would like for you guys to redo the podcast. You and I had done a podcast three years ago, and then we ran out of space in the building to do it. It was always busy. And we moved over to this new facility, and it was always a matter of, well, we're going to get it started. And then they basically didn't bother us about it for three years. So suddenly, they came to us and said, we want you to do this. We then went back and said, okay, but we're going to do it on our own terms. We want to do it as an audio fun bag so that you, the listener, can hear audio fun bag classics. You can hear some of the weirder audio we have. Um a little mix of everything, along with just a regular podcast. And they said no. So from that point, you and I decided as we got all of our stuff in order and that we were going to do this the week of the SEC championship game, uh, management's a little bit concerned about it. And they spent the morning running around all worried about what we were going to do. Also, management realizes with us that we do things that for some reason people get into. Like, for instance, I don't think we're pulling back the curtain too far here. There's an incentive for the most watched video that we have on our YouTube page. (laughs) And right now, you and I have been leading it all year. It's a video where I hit you with various things in the balls. And that has now inspired this whole deal of, all right, so how do we take it up a notch so we can get ahead of Los and Hoyt? And no one's been able to do it. And so there's there's a little bit of leeway for management of, okay, let's just give them a little bit more slack. See if they can create something for us that that grows and goes a certain direction, and then we'll try and rein them in from there. So tell your friends, come back and listen, yada, yada. And yeah. we'll, we'll just be here weekly, and we can hang out. You can shoot us tweets. We'll figure it out from there. Yeah, Tuesday and Wednesdays, we'll get a recording done, and we'll get it loaded up, and it'll show up on all the regulars at 6 of the Fan and iTunes and uh, Tinder and... So we all have predictive text or whatever on Google. So on my iPhone, like my wife will be like, oh, I want to look something up on YouTube and no, show you. I'll be no, like, no, 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 no. Honey, honey, I'll do it. I'll do it. Because as soon as you put in the letter Y, it's you, like. You, still, you start getting all of them out there. Correct. Yeah. That's what you're going to be dealing with when it comes to this podcast. And also, a little bit later on in this show, we are promising to play a piece of audio that is three years old that you and I have had buried 
for years. No, I've wanted to play it in the fun bag, and somehow, for some reason, your conscience keeps getting the best of you. Dude. I know. You it's... know you know that we had to but wait a long time. the person is still alive. Yeah. Let's just say this. Here's your big tease. It's going to be coming up a little bit later on in the show. We're going to play a piece of audio that got buried, but we now feel good enough uh, to play it, and it's a long story. They're in good enough health that we can play it I'm now. just saying that for as, as weird as it was when Chris <laughs> Mooneyham did Where's Your Dad At, this one was <laughs> worse. This is worse to me than... Oh, you got a new coach over there. Is that right? When yeah, the guy because told... we all personally know this person. Right, so this was really awkward from the standpoint, but we'll get into that. But I wanted to finish up this segment because we did promise some Georgia and LSU talk, and I think you as my little buddy need some help here. You are looking for something that's not going to happen. You're looking for something all week. You're looking for people that are wildly confident about beating LSU. And while I am confident in that being a tough game, a game where you have to impose your will on the other team that I think you're going to end up playing a four-quarter game. If you're trying to find that person that just thinks this is an automatic win, I don't think you're going to find that on the Georgia side. I'm not going to find anybody that says it's an automatic win, but just every day, like I know you're the same way as me, and I guess everyone else in the media is as well, you kind of go through things and you slowly continue to build until you get to Friday or Saturday and then you make your choice and you, you come to that decision. I do this with Matt all the time, and I'm doing it with you as well, and I'm trying to find positive things, things that lead me to the outcome that obviously I want a Georgia victory. And I'm not doing that in a, in a searching it out, but give me a little glimpses of this could work, this could work, and it could spell a W. And I'm not hearing that from a lot of people. Like, ultimately, all I'm hearing is, hey, you can keep it close. And that's not what I want to hear as a fan. That sucks as a fan. No, because to me, that is, you have a chance in this football game. You have a shot. We we, we knew about this from, from two and three weeks ago. when we, we, We've known it since Jacksonville, basically, that this was the team you were going to go up against most likely. But we talked with a number of people that we trust who told us all, this is probably a four-point spread that is going to come out as a four-point spread because it's going to create immediate action from the betting public who are going to take LSU and that's how they're going to make their money. Had they opened up anything higher, the Georgia money would have come in and the wise guys would have crushed it. Vegas and so many other people look at this as these are two very tightly matched teams that are a one-score kind of difference with each other. That, to me, is I've got a chance just as much as they have a chance. I hate talking to you about this, too, because... I feel like if there's anybody around here, and maybe I've poisoned you in a way. You have not poisoned me. I believe in defensive football. I, You know what frustrates me most about when I watch Cowboy football is that they have the NFL's leading passer in terms of yards in Dak Prescott. They're throwing the football all over the yard, and the more they've gotten away from defense and running, look at that Seattle game last night with Minnesota. That was, we're going to slam the ball down your throat, play defense, and you're not going to be able to deal with it. I love that brand of football, and there's only one team right now in college football that's really playing it to this level. And it's me, and the funny thing is, like, you talk to Georgia fans, and let's go back to the year Mark Richt was fired. We wanted to be Bama, and when I say we wanted to be Bama, we wanted to control the trenches. We we wanted to be the big bully. I can push you around on both sides of the line of scrimmage. Now we're doing that, and everybody's like, I want to be RPO. I want to be sexy. I want offensive linemen that are 30 pounds lighter and can get out in space. You can run a screen. Like, for the first time, we have what we asked for. You are the dominant bully in the trenches. And to me, growing up in the SEC and knowing all this, that's how you win in this conference. You're bigger and better on the lines. You play defense and you run the football. And the problem is, I've been on the other side of things. Like, 
2012, we had Aaron Murray. I had the better quarterback, and I'm not comparing him and Joe Burrow, but I had the better quarterback. I had better skill players. The further you went from the ball, the better we were than Alabama. And the problem was 350 yards on the ground. That's what Bama did to me. Yeah, and they essentially, because remember, they made some plays defensively, but when it mattered. But so did Georgia. You had the Alec Ogletree return, the return, block, yeah. the block yeah. kick and return. Oh, no, so I, I agree with that, but ultimately the trenches win out. And, and I know that we're trying to get past the idea of, well, that's old man football. This league and this sport is always going to be, and I go to my Bill Parcells football Jesus, not my, what was it? Pitbull uh, Jesus. Pitbull Jesus, where we do Pitbull songs for Jesus. <laughs> um, I go back to my football Jesus and I go, what did Bill say? And Bill say it's always the same. This game is about big guys pushing around other big guys. And as long as you're good at that from a foundational standpoint, you're always going to have a chance to win, and you're a good football team. That is where, and Coach Ogeron brought it up, this is going to be the team that is the best we've played in terms of their offense and defensive lines. And that's the thing I keep asking you over and over again is, what what am I missing? Like, what has everyone else seen that I'm missing? Because I feel like I watch this team more than I watch any other team, just like every Georgia fan out there. What am I missing that they're all seeing? It, are they just are they distorted with their mind based on just the offensive numbers? Like, can that sway someone that much that your offense is that good, that Joe Burrow is that good? And he is. Don't get me wrong. But at the end of the day, I shut down Baker Mayfield in a second half. I stopped Tua. I stopped Jalen Hurts. I made you go away from Jalen for a freaking freshman in Tua. Clemson did to Alabama what you're hopeful you can do to them because Alabama was just as explosive last year as what you're dealing with with LSU. You're right. It's not the same. You have constant, amazing examples of, I remember last year in the NFL playoffs, I kept telling people, listen, New England can't score with these teams. They're going to play defense on these teams, and it's beat the Chiefs. Go, They held the what? The Rams the to three Rams. points? Yep. Okay, the Rams were the second highest scoring team. in the. They're sitting at 34 points per game. They were having the kind of season that the 2016 Falcons had. You can go back to the 2001 Rams where it was the same thing. At a certain point, you start to chase the shiny stuff, and the shiny stuff is explosive offensive football. Now, could it work? Yeah, absolutely. But there is something, too. I play defense better than you do, and I can muck up a football game. That, I think, has to be your hope. Muck up the football game and see how it all goes from there. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll uh, hear an audio fun bag classic. And then when we get back, we're going to talk about one of the newest ads out there and the newest rages in our experience with trying to give the sexually suggestive gift for Christmas. That's coming up next on the audio fun bag with Hoyt and Los. We're uh, we're Pitbull Jesus. It's now time for a classic audio fun bag moment. Brought to you by Brian Hoyt and Carlos Medina. Aren't you going through a divorce or something? You told me to bring it up. We have yeah, a... no, see, this is where it gets dangerous. I don't think Jason Aldean was going to get me fired. <laughs> Uh, well, this this person possibly could. Uh, do you guys are you familiar with Chris Domino? Uh, mornings no, 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 no. With the Root Awakening with Christopher Root and Home Team, I wake up every morning at six a.m. with them. Well, over the Christmas holidays, he was working with a uh, a guy named Nick Cellini. Never heard of him. And for some reason, they bring out like the weirdness in each other, where they decide to make. Well, just take a listen to this and see if something jumps out to you. All right. I don't know if Matt Ryan saw this list of opponents, but I'd imagine that Houston one might have stuck out a little bit. And also taking on the NFC East. That's not exactly going to be a picnic with the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I don't know if this is actual audio, and I don't want to give anything away. I won't give you his address, but he lives in Buckhead. I do believe I was driving down Peachtree 
when this list sort of was out for a few minutes. And, and again, I can't verify, but if we can just hit that button, I believe what was heard was, <laughs> Kevin, on the other side of the glass, mark the tape. We could probably use that from time to time. I'm sure Chuck and Chernoff would love to have that. Okay, now we do. Well, thank you. There you go. <laughs> Is that added to the Rolodex of fun? I don't know what he was. He was trying to make it like Matt Ryan was scared. <laughs> Matt Ryan ain't scared. Welcome back. This is the Audio Fun Bag with Los and Hoyt as we uh, continue our evening of broadcast professionalism and uh, our opportunity to share with you funny moments like that in our Audio Fun Bag history. It's good times. Wasn't that good times? What do we hear? Uh, um, see, you were too busy running out to find your, your grizzly long-cut wintergreen. Are we allowed to actually talk about, like, not yeah, talk Lisa's about it? Yeah, Lisa's not going to listen. That's yeah, fine. As I long as your wife doesn't it is listen. What it is. Yeah, if your wife doesn't listen, we're fine there. Listen. What does it say on the front? Warning, this product may contain mouth cancer. Tonight, it may contain mouth cancer. <laughs> Here's a whole thing of mouth cancer. Come get your mouth cancer. Can cause. I'm sorry. Can, can cause. cause mouth cancer. Would you just would you scoop it like harder if you're like, ooh, oh, all this, is. all the mouth cancer. <laughs> it's like the toy at the bottom of the cereal box. <laughs> got it. There's I, the mouth cancer. I got it. Here, let me try this Shit. one right now. But I'll, I'll tell you, when I get home and we're listening to this thing and it's out in the world, oh, there'll be... Four or five vodka sprites tonight. And I don't even have anything to really watch. So it's just listen and converse and we'll go on Twitter and everything else. And at some point we'll we'll end up streaming this thing as well. Um I wanted to bring this up because if have you seen the ad that everyone keeps talking about, the uh, Peloton ad? Oh, the bike, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So the husband gives his wife a Peloton bicycle for Christmas. And she's like, oh, day one, here I go. go. I'm starting it up. Yeah. And so day she, six, I don't know if I want to do this. And she does like all these videos as like a thank you a year later to her husband for, for redoing my life with the Peloton. And I get it. Like I'm I am in the world of I have my my Bowflex Max Trainer, the machine of death. Machine of death. The machine of death. If if you've never seen it. It's 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 evil. Like the Peloton looks like it's fun. Like I would get a kick out of it, and it'd probably get the heart rate up, and I'd get sweat and everything else. The Bowflex Max Trainer is a machine of death, and so that's that's more of my thing. So I, I totally believe in having these home things that you like using. But they all come back to the same thing: sexually suggestive gifts, and they're not always successful. Wait, that's a sexually suggestive gift? Yes, because you're kind of letting your lady know. Oh, you're a fatty. You need to lose it. No, just like hey, won't you? Won't you tone that thing up well, a little bit? that up. Because think about it. If you get on a Peloton, if you get on a bike, and you hit that thing for like four or five miles every single day or every other day, think about what that ass is going to look like. Yeah. Okay? That's what the entire thing is. That That is why it is sexually suggestive. It is smart from that standpoint. I've done the dumb route where I got my wife... Um, some nice lingerie, and I've seen it twice now in like Where did six you years. Get it from by the way, I did the Victoria's Secret thing. Okay. I walked in. They know it's the holidays. Oh, yeah, they 100%. see a dude roll in. It's like I'm in there going like, so what drawers and panties do I want for me this year? Was it something classy or was it like a, a naughty claws kind of thing? No, it was it was classy, but element of sexy to it. Like open crotch. No, more like uh, knee highs. No, nothing along those lines. More like nighty, but. Okay. But like hot 90. 90 okay? doesn't do it for me, by the way. You know what I like? I like the, what are the two bands that go down to the knee stockings? Those those, those are for garters. Yeah. yeah. I'm a big Th- fan that, of those. That is like so 19, now I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it because I think some of them are hot, but that is such like 1920s, 1930s mm-hmm. pinup girl, which looks, looks hot. It's just good luck trying to get your 
wife, girlfriend different, wife to wear something like that outside of maybe the first year or two of marriage. Oh, the only time my wife has ever worn a garter was our wedding night. You know, when you take it yeah. off, like the fun one that you throw across? That's the only time I've ever seen it. I'm like... Why can't you? I don't even know what the purpose is. Isn't it a hold of your pantyhose or something? Which who wears pantyhose? Right. It's to keep everything up when when you're wearing that kind of attire. Okay. So I was just thinking to myself, how far can you push this? Because if I was to tell my wife, baby, I got you a Peloton, she'd be like, really? You're a jerk. And it's funny how many people, there's an article in the USA Today that's like, this woman doesn't need a year on a bike. She needs a divorce attorney. Now, I'm not going that far with it. I'm just saying that I think that's a little bit extreme, given that you're just trying to give that person a nod into physical fitness. Your wife, what has she given you in the past? A fat watch. And <laughs> and that's a Fitbit, by the way, for it anyone was, it, out there that didn't hear it. It was a fat watch that she gave to you because she just wanted to look out for you a little bit. And then last year, she got me 40 personal trainer lessons that I've used none. She used all of them. She looks great for it. Good for her. But... If I want that, like if I want to get my ass in shape, I'll get my ass in shape. I don't need you fat shaming me and buying me a Christmas present for it. It sucks, man. <laughs> like I'm so fat and happy at this point. I don't give a damn. And and for you to buy me that, like, yeah, I've given up. I'm sorry. You know what? You got a little fat in the waistline, too. I didn't say nothing about it. But isn't that the trade-off? <laughs> Again, I went and bought the lingerie. She ain't doing it. Your wife went ahead and got you the 40, 40 personal trainer sessions. You're like, like nah, I'm good here. I, I don't need to rock this thing. It's it's what happens. It, it's it's a sexually suggestive gift that ultimately I think they fall, depending on how long you've been married, because I think they fall on, on deaf ears. Because you're buying it for yourself. Like you buying the nighty for your wife. Was for me. That was a gift for you. Yeah, that was the, a turn on gift. Same thing for the, the guy buying the Peloton for his wife. That's a gift for him because he's the one that gets to look at his wife. Now, I'm sure she has like, you know, positive self-esteem and everything that comes with working out apparently, but... That's a gift for somebody else. Like that's buying someone a vacuum, and I know you loved getting your vacuum. That I did. One year for I got Christmas. A, for people that don't know. You got know, the Dyson one, right? A Dyson animal about eight or nine years ago. My wife got no, even more than that. It's been it's been about a decade. She got me a Dyson animal because I was having such a crazy issue with our pet hair from our our giant dog, Harry. That uh, yeah, that was that was the way to fix it, and I was so excited. But it was it wasn't like getting. Overnight attire, it was, here's a Dyson animal, you're, you're here, take care of this bitch. Here's my problem with the lingerie, too. Every single, like, you can have the ugliest looking lingerie, but the models they put them on look so good. I'm like, that would look good. Like, I bought Lisa one thing one time, and I was like, this is going to look so good on her. And she came out, and I was like, you don't look at all like the picture. <laughs> like, this doesn't look at all like the picture that I bought it See, off of. See, it's crazy because I was looking at this Victoria's Secret angel, and then I put you <laughs> in it, and it's not the same. Yeah, imagine that. Like, these people are shaped a little bit differently. It, could you imagine if you were to, maybe you do it as a joke. Maybe you get, like, your wife or somebody else. Who would who would we do this to at the station? If we got them, like, an old set of sweating to the oldies? Oh, Chuck like, do you would remember that? that. I do. Was that Richard Simmons? Yes. Richard Simmons sweating to the oldies. And do you we, know Kincaid was on that, by the way, one time? It filmed in Philadelphia. I know. Of course. Of course. He's, He's, he finds his way into all sorts of programming like that. You ever done a white elephant gift with a naughty present? Uh, my wife used to host a naughty white elephant party, and the only things that we got that, that were ever kind of funny, there was a book that was called God's Gift, and it was all these pictures of 70s and 80s heartthrobs shirtless. So it was like Magnum P.I., like in a Speedo, oh, and like funny. all the man salad all over his chest. And, and that's what, you know, it, it was... 
you know, here's a shot from Knight Rider, and here's Patrick Swayze looking like that. That was that was all the entirety of the book. Whereas there'd be edible panties and stuff like that that were given to there. Yeah, everybody does the edible panties. One year we, because everybody goes with like the cliche ones, like massage oils and things. Yeah, like, n- nothing too because you don't want to be too raunchy. Right. It's <laughs> always it always is. Of course it is. It's the first one opened. Oh, of course that sets the tone for the entire party. <laughs> At that point, you realize. Things are going to be a little. Actually, let me take that back. The moment when everything else is opened up and it's like massage oil, uh, a book, here's a Karma Sutra, you realize I was the one who brought the wrong (laughs) present. You have to be very careful with those. Yeah. Again, if you're planning on doing something along those lines, let's discuss it on Twitter at Brian Hoyt24 at Front Office Lowe's. We can give you tips on where we have gone wrong. With these sort of gifts, because we've been married, dated, gone through that entire world. You've got that top drawer. Like, the only two times I've ever cleaned out the top drawer, just in case your mom goes looking for a Bible or something, let's just put all that in the safe. Because that's all they can't wait to do, and that's all they're going to find. They're going to find all the Bibles lying around <laughs> y'all's house. So then I go, I go, let's just put it in the safe. That way they won't find everything else. We start talking about it while we're on vacation. We're like, what if the plane went down? And they were like, hey, we got to get all the important documents, kids' birth certificates, everything else out of the safe. And they open it up, and there's just a bunch of sex toys in our safe. I'm telling you, you know. It would be the worst thing in the world. If I meet some untimely death, the fantasy NHL hockey file on my desktop. I don't think that's true. You go delete that thing. Nobody, what are you you keeping porn on there? You go delete that thing. Nobody keeps porn. You can get porn anywhere. I've got a history. We'll get into that another time. All right, when we get back. The worst thing in the world, by the way, is when you're looking for an old video you watched before, and you're like, oh. What am I putting in the search here? All right. Uh. <laughs> oh, yeah. You just start throwing out random things. <laughs> random like, well, you, know what, you know what it is? You know what it is? Schoolgirl. No, it's not this one. It's, it's how drunk was I when I found this. So you have to like, you know. How, get drunk again. Yeah, get drunk again so you can like find your way back. It is. It's the only way you'll find your way back. All right. Coming up next, we will review the most awkward piece of audio that we've held on to for the past three years. That's coming up next on the Audio Fun Bag with Hoyt and Lowe's. It's now time for a classic audio fun bag moment. Brought to you by Brian Hoyt and Carlos Medina. Looks like the sun is coming up, Chuck. Shades on in Dark Club. I'm Floyd Hellman, 6A The Fan, up to the minute traffic. And up to the minute traffic is brought to you by the Georgia Aquarium. See Georgia Aquarium transformed into a winter waterland. That's easy to say. Experience tree lighting what, what ceremonies. I don't even know what I just said. Appearances by Santa, Scuba Claws, holiday-themed events, and more. For details, visit georgiaquarium.org. Hey, welcome back. We having fun? It's good times? Everybody good times? It's Mooneyham just messing up that entire update, I guess, last week. Testing. And since suddenly you're Art Eckert. Testing. Ekman. Ekman. Ekman, sorry. Testing. Got stung by a bee. There's, right there's so many things like that that I just say randomly that no one else gets unless unless they're a listener. He'll be all right. It okay, can be, bye. It can be anything. Yeah, okay, bye. My whole life just blares through my head and drops. So uh, hopefully you've gotten a chance to enjoy this, um, the rebirth of our podcast, the audio fun bag uh, with uh, Los and Hoyt. So we wanted to introduce this piece of audio to you because there's a very serious uh, issue that we were dealing with at the time and still dealing with, admittedly still dealing with. And so we, we put this thing in the vault. We hit it away for three years. And finally we said, I tried to play it. You tried to a multitude of times. And I just said, I'm not comfortable with doing it. 
let me start by taking this back. And I feel like we have to really explain this because there's so much awkwardness here and it's not it's not a laughing matter so much as it's like very dark humor. It's just there's so much here. Let me, just, let me just start by saying this. You and I respect the hell out of Chris Mortensen in part because Chris knows who we are. Like that's shocking to me that you and I can do a radio show and Mort jumps on with Buck and Kincaid every Friday and he knows who you and I are. Well, here, here's the thing about Mort. And Mort and I, look, I'll just I'll let it out. Mort and I, when I was an intern, I got the wrong impression of Mort. And, and we got in an argument and everything else and it was off the air. And I was like, man, he, he's not a nice guy and everything else. Kofar's like, no, he's, he's fine. He was just in a tough spot, blah, blah, blah. And we've continued our relationship to this point. You know, Mort, like, our guests, most guests come on the show, and they get paid for their events. They receive or, or They receive. here's your monthly, here's what you're getting paid. And what does Mort do with his? Gives it back to his church every single time. Like, he comes on Bucking Kincaid. He's like, I'll, I'll do it unpaid. I don't care. It goes to my church anyways. Like, he's just such a nice guy. He's an incredibly nice dude. So when Mort was diagnosed with throat cancer, it really kind of kicked us all in the groin. Like, we all were kind of like, this is a really tough deal. And so I, I know we start off with that to then say – he is in a much better place now. Uh, he's still having to deal with stuff, but it's not as extreme as it was three years ago. There was specifically a moment where it had not come out publicly. Right, but we were we were told. And this was even before we knew, and Mort came on with us, and John and I were in the talk back to each other, and I was like, hey, Mort doesn't sound his usual self today. And he, uh, he almost sounded completely out of it, and we were like, let's cut him, because it, it doesn't sound good, and we don't want him to put himself in a bad spot. We don't want him to put us in a bad spot, vice versa. We're going to look out for each other. We're going to cut him. Came out four days later, he was already going through chemo. So he came on the phone, did the interview right out of his chemo. We learned We learned later on. Like Which, That's the kind of guy he is. That's the kind of dude he is. So we say all that to then bring up an awkward moment that has so much dark, horrible comedy to it that we buried for three years. So every single year, anybody who makes their living working, uh, covering the NFL, Anything NFL-related, you realize, I've got June, I've got July. Last week in July, your summer and your time is over with. Because at that point, you report to training camp. You're with the team for essentially seven days a week for basically five to six weeks. And then the season starts, and it's every day. Every single day, there's a story. And so guys like Mort, guys like Steve Weish, guys like Ian Rappaport, their summer comes to an end basically last week in July. That's how it is. So at the time, we're talking to Mort. We're doing our weekly. And Buck, he was trying to just bring this up that, hey, we're coming to this period. And it didn't come off correctly at all. And it created this incredibly awkward moment. I'm not going to say it's the end for Marvin. Unless Marvin wants it to be the end. Mort, you enjoying the summer? Time's running out on you, man. As far as the football season being here. Wait, stop the tape. Okay. So you can hear Buck is trying to go down a road that because he knows this is what it is to cover the NFL. But he has temporarily forgotten what Mort has been dealing with. Time's running out on you, man. And so... You'll hear more response, so roll it up, and we'll play the whole thing. And this was by far, in the archives, is our most awkward moment. I'm not going to say it's the end for Marvin, unless Marvin wants it to be the end. Mort, you enjoying the summer? Time's running out on you, man. 
well, as far as the football I'm, season I'm being here. Uh, yeah, I know, but just trying to catch up, like I say, uh, getting ready for the start of football season. I'm, I'm uh, trying to clean up my health and got some important scans next week to see where I'm at with this cancer thing. And, and But excited about camps opening up. We all are. Get better, more. Yeah, we're pulling for you, man. You and I looked at one another, and it was like, oh. Now, first off, we then thought, like, fun bag? And then immediately we both, okay, maybe you. I was like, we can't air that. We can, It can never air until down the road and more to a better place, and here's here's what we're dealing with. And so it took three years for us to finally say, okay, let's, let's do this one. Well, you go from Buck obviously slipping up. Then you have three seconds of dead air. Yes. And, of like, can you please translate what you just said to me? And Buck has to figure out, oh, boy. Because oh, oh Buck, Buck momentarily I, forgot I, I that, just, like, Mort has been dealing with this horrible cancer. He just, Mort, you enjoying the summer? Time's running out on you, man. As far as the football season being here. As far as the football season being there. And again, anybody who covers the NFL, that's the nature of what happens. Last week in July, you're essentially married to the league until the first week in February when the season comes to an end. So there you go. That's the most awkward moment that we've had that we've been holding on to for three years. I think this went rather well. I feel like we uh, we accomplished a lot. We got a little bit of sports in. We helped some people and hopefully gave them a, an, an awkward moment that kind of epitomizes the audio fun bag. I guess what I would say is I still have no idea what the hell. Like, does it matter what the listener wants from this show or yeah. what do you want from this show? I, I, I guess that's what I would ask. I don't know if you saw me. I put it on Twitter and just said, what do y'all want? And they said, sports and a mix of weirdness and give us some audio. So... That's what we're trying to do. But we'll take your constructive criticism. We can do all that sort of stuff. Anyway, that's going to do it for us for this week. Yeah, time's running out on us, man. Time's running out on you, man. Time's for, running out on you, man. For Hoyt, for Los, time's running out on all of us. Talk to you next week.